After Alderaan, I'm Caroline Guthrie. I'm Meg Fariello. We are a podcast dedicated to retracing our youthful journey through the Star Wars Expanded Universe. One book at a time. And yeah. this week, we are going back to the beginning, back to our yeah. roots in the Star yeah, Wars back, Expanded back Universe. To where it all started for us. <laughs> yep, the Young Jedi Knight series, both where we started as Star Wars readers and where the podcast started. Yes, yeah. this is true. Both of those things. Yeah. Yes. So we're picking up with Return to Ord Mantel, which is like, I don't, I have no idea how many books into the Young Jedi Knights we are at this point. Maybe like 10 yeah, or something. Yeah, quite a bit. But this is like a new, so those are written in like 97, yeah. I think. This is this is the first in like, so, so we read the, there was the first set of books was the Shadow Academy yeah. arc the second set of books was the emperor's plague yeah arc um and those were like four or five books each maybe more yeah emperor's plague is five and i think shadow academy might also be five be yeah. five um but this is the beginning of a new they call them cycles it seems like, yes from, so um, and this is just a trilogy. There were only three more yes. Young Jedi Knight books written. And these were written in 98. 98. So we're like, just like three years after the publication of the first arc. But they, yeah. you know, those first ones came out fast and furious. So I think they all, like once they were doing a sort of cycle, I think they. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, reading them sometimes, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they like wrote a whole cycle and then just broke it up Did into it books. Up? Yeah, once that it was written. The yeah. Um, so anyway, the young Jedi Knights are a little older, and yeah, not much, like maybe a year or two. Yeah, I was guessing that they're like sixteen now, but yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent. But I would guess they were like sixteen in the very first book of them that we read. They're like fourteen. They look older on the cover. They um, do. Yeah. Yeah, they're Jason's looking a little bit like. Little handsome, I guess. And Jaina's got kind of like a flirty look on her face. I don't know. She look, yeah. She, I don't know what she's looking at. She looks like <laughs> she looks like an old timey MGM headshot. Like yeah, <laughs> like a Joan Crawford. You can tell that like they looked at pictures of like Harrison Ford and yeah like, Fisher, obviously to like draw. Yeah, someone put a lot of thought into the the pictures of those the twins. So yeah, yeah. So I guess we should just dive into the story here and yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so we're back on Yavin 4, and it's obviously mm-hmm. been a while since the defeat of the Diversity Alliance, so you don't yeah. have to be, like, super fresh on the Young Jedi Knights. This is no. meant to be a good on-ramp. They threw, throw in a lot of, like, background. Yeah, which they always did, but it's still, yeah. you know. But still, yeah. So we start... We start, and I was just like, oh boy, like, we're back. Yeah, we're all, we're completely okay. back. We start with Zek. Oh. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. it's been a while since anyone's seen the Young Jedi Knights. Like, who are they going to be excited to see? Who do they right. want to catch up with? And the obvious Zek. answer is Zek. <laughs> and so we've been with Zek through so much. Like, Zek yeah. was 
a homeless child and then he was kidnapped and then he was brainwashed mm-hmm. into being evil and then he was the dumbest person to ever think he was a bounty hunter he did right, not yeah. once hunt a bounty as far as i can yeah. tell but it's a big failure <laughs> and so now he wants to be uh, a good jedi knight at yeah. the jedi academy and he's decided yeah. to achieve this by using the force <laughs> to fight mm-hmm. a tree Yep. <laughs> I mean, what do we expect from Zach? Not, yeah. Not more than this. So Yavin 4 is still like a murder planet. Yeah, it is a murder planet full of monsters. <laughs> full of monsters that will try to kill you in every way. And I actually, like, once I started reading it, had a super vivid memory of this tree. Like, I don't yeah. know what it was, but this tree, like, resonated with me. I think it was, like... <laughs> The vines that like whip out and like yeah sting like hurt when they get on you. Right. So Zek yeah. is like, yeah. I'll go to this murder tree and just mm-hmm. sort of like seductively stand near it and wait for it to try yeah. to murder me. <laughs> and then I'll use the force to survive. I will not bring a lightsaber or any kind of life saving weapon. No, uh, the, of course the, not. the force is my ally. Um, and I'm just gonna have to make sure I don't draw on the dark side. And mm-hmm. to me, I feel like if you were drawing on the light side of the force, it would just tell you, like, don't go near that tree. Yeah, like, don't be a dum-dum. <laughs> like, don't provoke the murder tree. Uh, yeah. Leave the murder tree alone. What did it do to you? <laughs> yeah, like, just let the murder tree eat the other monsters and let the circle of life of Yavin 4 continue. Yeah. Um, but he hits the murder tree with a stick a few times. Mm-hmm. And then goes back and then uh, then uses the forest to like trick the murder tree into thinking right. that he's not food. And then Luke is just standing nearby saying, great job. Yeah, you're doing so good. Yeah. And Zex says, I'm not sure I'm doing a great job. And Luke's like, well, maybe do a different thing. Who knows? Do whatever you want. Do what you want. Yeah. Is what he said. That is Luke's- what do you love to do. Go do it. Yeah, that is Luke's. That's how Luke trains somebody. Is just well, no, to that's say, kind of Luke's like, I don't want to do any work. If you're not having the best, if you're not having a great time, just like right. go do something else. Go just have a great time, and hopefully, it's a great time away from me. Yeah, so I can take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> Luke Skywalker pulls a full Betty Draper parenting style. Only boring people are bored. Bored. Yeah, exactly. Go yeah. do something. Go do something fun. Yeah. So then Luke has like a night of theater at the. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Jedi Academy. Oh, this, is, this is such a shabbily run institution. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know why he does this, uh, but yeah. He puts on a show. They have like a bonfire, and yeah. they're just like hanging out. But like the an bonfire. inside bonfire. Yeah, an inside bonfire. <laughs> They have a bonfire inside. I have to assume it's a very well-ventilated uh, temple. Where Maybe. <laughs> Luke probably didn't think about it no. at all. They, like, build a bonfire, and Luke talks about how much he hates Uncle Owen. And then... Yeah, which is the theme, apparently. <laughs> Uncle Owen was a miserable fool of a man <laughs> who... Was getting really upset. Made and... all the wrong choices in his <laughs> yeah. life. And was unloved by everyone. (laughs) I was really bothered. And then um, 
right on cue, like Kip Duran pops up from a trap door or something mm-hmm. and yeah. is like, like, hey, how's it going? You should probably make good decisions with the force. And because look at me. <laughs> yeah. And Jason. and Oh, and Streen comes in from the back like he's the ghost of Jacob Marley in your yeah, theater is, production of yeah. Chris's Carol. <laughs> yeah. And and Jason and Jane are like, oh, my gosh, Kip's here. If we tell our dad, maybe he'll come visit. He'll come visit us. That was the saddest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And the only reason Han would come visit is because his, like, adopted favorite son. son. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think dad, like, they get so excited, like, oh, my gosh, do you think dad knows that Kip is here? Because, like, he might come see us. And you know what? Maybe he did because he was already on his way. Yes. So he shows up. With, out Chewy with Anakin, with a- poor Anakin. Someone get that child away from everyone. <laughs> yeah, and they actually, I guess this is after young, like junior Jedi Knights or whatever, has started to be written because they mention yeah. that Anakin and the twins aren't usually on Yavin Four at the same time. Which right. okay, and yeah. <laughs> Han's like, "Hey kids, let's go to the races." Mm-hmm. Let's go to Derby Day. Let's go to Derby Day, which I have them <laughs> full My Fair Lady, like, in my head. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, a race that's happening. Uh, the Blockade Runners Derby. Yeah. At Ord Mentel. Yes. Which is, like, Han's old stomping ground. He, he used to go there. He won the Blockade yeah. Runners race three times. Yeah. And he's so been like, invited okay. to be the Grand Marshal of the Blockade Runners Derby. He gets to ride in a little car. <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets to test the course, and he gets he to gets push a, a button to start it, and he gets a top hat. And <laughs> <laughs> White gloves. <laughs> the Marshal of the Derby. Yeah. And so yeah. they're like, oh, cool. We're, we're going to Ord Mantel. And it seems like it is not a place for children. Uh, no. But Han is like, I'm definitely going to take my kids there. It's a very sort of seedy, black markety kind of place. It like looks unassuming, but for example, the homes don't have addresses because if you don't already know where you're going, you have no business being there. No business being there, yeah, yeah. So he brings Anakin and the twins, um, Tanelka, Loi, and Zek. Stay back. Or staying behind. And Jaina's, like, over the moon thrilled. Yeah. Because she gets to co-pilot the, the Falcon. Millennium Falcon because Chewie isn't there. Um, and she makes another comment about, like, this is the, one of the best times she's ever had with her father ever. And I'm like... That is also pretty it's, sad. It's, it's sad because, like, it's just, like, a random trip. And they do these random trips all the time. Yeah. I think just, back to I feel Young like Jedi this books. is the most that Han has ever paid attention to her. I guess maybe. Because it's sad. She's co-piloting the Falcon. But it's, it's pretty sad. And yeah. so the story comes out that there's this guy who lives on Ord Mantel who was a bounty hunter when Han had a bounty out on him. Mm-hmm. And Han sort of tricked and double-crossed him and got him arrested by the Imperials and sent to the Spice Mines of Kessel. And he did a couple years in the Spice Mines before he got out. And so now he's on Ord Mantel and the kids are like, well, should we go there if that guy yeah. is there? Get, yeah, yeah. And Han's like, oh, it'll be fine. 
Like it's yeah, don't even worry about it. Nobody nobody cares about anything that happened that long ago. Like it's totally fine. And they get there and that guy's like running Ord Mantel and he's like, yeah. Oh hey, like I pulled some strings to get you made Grand Marshal of this race and I'm so excited to have you here and totally no hard feelings. Right. Everything's let's, fine. Let's do this thing. Um and Han is such a moron. He's just like, okay. Yeah, Han's a big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so they do the, they do the like test run of the track, which is his like yeah. little duty. And they could just do it in a normal speed, but he's trying to like beat his, his record from when he raced it before. And right. then it turns out the tr- course has been booby trapped to murder them. Yeah. Murder yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah. But they escape and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's so like awkward for us. We're so sorry. Someone tried to murder you. It definitely, it definitely wasn't murder. It was just like a little accident. Someone just left some bombs out there in space. Right. Yeah. You know how space is with all its bombs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And so they hang around some more. Yeah. They're hanging around. They've got some pieces of the bombs. Then there's the race. And it turns out that Tinoka, Loey, and Zach secretly entered the race and they win it. Yeah. Zach, because that's the fun thing that Zach was wanting to, to do. do was pilot the spaceship, the rock dragon. Yeah. Just Tinoka's ship. Yeah. And of course, children, you are free to leave this academy in order to right, just go do whatever. Enter a derby smuggler thing. Although I think that they have technically like graduated from the Jedi Academy at this point. Like they actually say that they are now fully trained Jedi Knights. Trained. I mean, that's like they're they're not trainees <laughs> anymore. They're not apprentices yeah. anymore. They're just Jedi Knights who I mean, are point, children. Jedi Knights don't mean anything anyway. <laughs> the no. words are empty. <laughs> So when the gang's all back together, they're hanging out and these crazy shadow monsters attack the hangar to try to take away the evidence of the bomb that they collected. Right, yeah, that they had, yeah. And when the kids are trying to deal with the shadow monster issue, this crazy girl shows up and just mm-hmm. like lightsaber wave foos all over yeah, all the shadow them. monsters. Yeah. She kills them all. She's very dramatic. And then Hans comes back and is like, oh, my gosh, are you guys dead? Thank goodness you're not. You're not. Yeah. And she says, Han Solo, you killed my father. My father. Dun, dun, dun. Now that's an act break. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this girl, she's like a little bit older than the young Jedi Knight. She's going to be, they say, I think she's in like her mid 20s. Yeah. So she's probably about Um, 10 years older. Yeah, she's a bit older. She's like got tattoos and billowy pants from the cover. She looks like like the typical '90s like cool badass, like alternative looking. Yeah, chick. Yeah, she's the that song. The girl all the bad guys want. That's yeah, her. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and so it turns out that her dad. And Han have a history. Yes. And she thinks that he killed her her father. father. And rather than simply saying, I did not. Yeah. You're, you are misinformed. I did not kill your father. I will now explain to you the circumstances surrounding his death. 
Han just acts super squirrely and incredibly guilty. Yeah, like he did kill her. Like he (laughs) definitely killed her father. Um, To the point that Jason is just like, I think my dad definitely killed her father. I don't know what the story is here, but I'm pretty sure my dad killed her 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 father. Um, So she sort of lays down this gauntlet. Like, oh, well, if you care, then you should come back to my planet that's been torn apart by civil war for the last 20 years or something. Yeah. Which is a weird segue for her. Um, And they're like, okay, we totally will do that. Woman who has no reason (laughs) to have ill intent for us. Uh, So, of course, it turns out that the guy that Han had sent to the Spice Mines of Castle is trying to murder them. And this girl works for that guy. And she's addicted to the spice, which we saw in um, the Jedi Academy trilogy. It has these sort of sense heightening effects on you. If you take them, you get like super energized and feel super, super powerful. And, you know, depending on how you take it, it could even become a little bit psychic. I guess we also saw it in, uh, the Han Solo, the Han Solo trilogy, trilogy yeah. as well. Um, so it's a very addictive kind of thing. And she uses that to go into sort of battle berserker mode. Yeah. So. Yeah. So a real after school special. Yeah. I was thinking of Jesse's song all the way through, yeah. <laughs> through her. <laughs> I'm so excited. Sure. Yeah, she's very excited. Yes, exactly. Um <laughs> Uh, so they go yeah. to her metaphor planet where we're all going to learn a real important lesson about violence yeah. and prejudice. Right. And yeah, and those things are bad. Yeah. And so we spend the na- the last sort of chunk oh my God. of the book, a lot of time. It with, felt like a lot of time. It felt really like, long with the, it's, I remember it was taking me back because these books are always like the setup is just insane. And then whatever actually happens is just like like, nothing. So they go and there's this ongoing conflict between the miners in the mountains and the farmers in the fields. And they're essentially both like planting landmines against the other. Murder each other. Yeah. Just at an incredible rate. And by the end, Due to some tragic deaths and further landmine planting, there right. the Jedi Knights and Han are able to convince the people of this planet that planting landmines is bad, and we should probably yeah, we just should stop, stop yeah. and deactivate all the landmines we have planted. And you would think this would be bad news for Psycho Girl, because she was supposed to have Han murdered in this time. Right. But they right. just like invite her to come back to Yavin 4 with them to train to be a Jedi Knight. Yeah, because if you're an orphaned child or orphaned adult, you yeah. can just you'll just get a invitation on. They just have them in their back pocket. Yeah, so like, are you unlikely to be missed? <laughs> yeah, come for free training. Yeah, are you <laughs> are you unlikely to be missed? Traumatized, emotionally unstable, yeah, skilled <laughs> at inflicting suffering on others. Like, come sharpen yeah. those skills. That's our, <laughs> What's the worst that could do? happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so she calls the dude back on Orbital yeah. and says, I'm going to Yavin 4. And he's like, great, I will ship the drugs there. Yeah. And well, she is we'll, uh... just jonesing for a hit. And that's kind of where they leave it. Yeah, that's where we're, where we're at. Yeah. yeah. So what do you want to talk about? 
Um, let's talk about Kip Duran. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of Kip Duran notes <laughs> written that down. That was here. my biggest. So he seems like <laughs> the most holly jolly, happy go lucky <laughs> yeah. prince of space. Yeah. For someone who committed genocide. He killed millions, if not billions. Billions of Direct people. Direct quotation, millions, if not if billions. not billions. And he and is he just... loving life. He is the favorite son of Luke and Han. Han. He is... Jaina has a huge crush on huge him, cr- Yeah, I guess this is maybe where that... Uh, seed is planted which is creepy oh. because he's like 30 at this point i did the math yeah because yeah she was like two yeah in, in jedi academy yeah. yeah so yeah he's so he's, he's about 30 he's an adult yeah then yeah. not not an adult who should be dating a teen like you know a tw- yeah no right like an a, a actual adult yeah, 20 to 16 <laughs> okay maybe like what's yeah. your story right 30 to 16 30 to 16 and absolutely enough. not and in fairness to kip he does not seem to regard Jaina as like no a potential date at this point, but it's crazy that they eventually have a thing. Like if you've known someone, whatever. Yeah, it, since you were, yeah, whatever. We can get into that later. Yeah, when it, yeah. When it comes yeah. up, when it comes up, it comes up. But right. um, but yeah, Jaina has a huge crush on him. Han, it seems like the kids believe that. Han. The only thing that would get Han to visit them <laughs> yes. at their school is if Kip Duran is also there. Yes. And, um, and Kip also, Kip shows up. This should be so awkward. Like, anywhere Kip goes, it should be yeah, awkward like, that uh, he's there. Like, yeah. people should be uncomfortable but around him. That Luke uses him in his, like, fire shadow puppet show, whatever, is, like, as... An ex- like a sterling example. A bouncing back from a mistake. Yeah. A, just a tiny little mistake. <laughs> and well, Kip says like, oh, try not to make mistakes like I made. I certainly made some mistakes. And then Streen comes in from the back and is like, I made lots of mistakes too. It's like Streen did not make a, any mistakes that are even close. Why? The only mistake Streen made was to agree to come to this stupid place. <laughs> like, place. Like, why are we acting like Kip and Streen made equivalent mistakes? Level. Yeah. Who would be calm? What mistakes did Stream even ever make? <laughs> no. I mean, he was like slightly influenced by Exarchian, but not even to do anything bad. He was just kind of like flipping out. Yeah. And it wasn't his fault. No, it was like, not his fault at all. Also, there's like one point after Han does get there when he's like, hey, did you did we ever tell you the story of when Kipteron stole the Sun Crusher and thought yeah. he could take on the whole empire barehanded? And there's like, why are you throwing that out there? Like, it's a yeah, hilarious and crazy story about that you that. want to tell. <laughs> That's like a story you sit down with your kids and are like, guys... You remember when your uncle was in a coma and he used his ghost to <laughs> command you to fight pterodactyls with your bare little hands? Yeah. <laughs> Put you in a death door. <laughs> Stubby little legs that could barely run. Run, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. You guys are still here. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to kill you so much. But, like, they also never come out and say what it was Kip did. So if you didn't right. read the Jedi Academy trilogy, you could just be like, oh, this guy, like, made some, some mischief. made some poor strategical choices. This really does just read like, 
he was kind of a hothead and didn't listen to orders yeah. and like right. yeah not murdered millions not yes. brother yeah. was incinerated in front of his eyes while held yeah. in a tractor beam because yeah. you know not the evaporated babies that they talked about in uh, yeah. i jedi like this this kip duran does not seem like a kip duran who has seen anything no this like, he is walking down the street like John Travolta at the beginning of Saturday Night Fever, just yeah. like a, a pep in his step. <laughs> the only thing he's seen is like all of Friends. Yeah. Like he's just <laughs> living his best life. <laughs> yeah. Like definitely not a guy who spent his entire childhood enslaved miles underground. Not a guy who murdered millions, <laughs> no. if not millions. No. Not a guy who forced lightninged Luke into a force coma. Nope. <laughs> just a guy who's just just a jaunty dude who played some pranks yeah <laughs> got away with them <laughs> it's insane also yeah. like he cops some attitude about tion at one point and i was like i will I straight him. Yeah. <laughs> i will fight you like i know you are fictional kip duran but i will destroy you like yeah. i i think it's like oh yeah it's been a long time, Han, Kip said. I've been off saving colonies, slaying monsters, rescuing the universe. You know, the <laughs> usual. Master Skywalker sends most of the Jedi he's trained out on missions, while our friend Tion stays here and helps him handle the youngsters. I'm just yeah, like, no. don't you dare act like Tion yeah. is not, right. not doing on the front work. lines. Yeah. Because like, you know Luke's not doing anything. Yeah, but they have this whole... And I want, I don't know if these things are other books or if they're just like, uh, per, or comics, but they make reference to like a lot of other stuff going on. They're like, oh, we were yeah. all on this mission and then we all went and did this thing and it was so crazy. But like none of those are the stories we're telling in this book. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. Does Kip show up when they're on Ord Mantel? I don't even know. I don't think so. Yes, he does. He does? Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't, like, contribute anything. (laughs) No, it's just, like, for some reason, he's a big part of this book. (laughs) Yeah, this is a big... He's a big presence. Like, if books were, like, TV shows, it'd be like, well, they had Kip Kip for the day, and they just, like, slotted him into as many things as possible. We need to use them. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the wildest thing ever, when Han was like, did we ever tell you about that time he stole the Sun Crusher? Like, wasn't that hysterical? Yeah, Um, no. Just like, are you kidding me? Not hysterical. No, Kip. It wasn't funny. I, oh, yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, we'll stay here for a few hours while you kids back. Pack, Kip and I have a lot to catch up on. Did we ever tell you about the time he stole the Sun Crusher and went after the Imperials? I was if he could take on the whole Empire with his bare hands. Yes, Jason answered quickly. You told us, Anakin said. Yeah. Plenty of times, Jaina added. Well, it's a good story about what not to do, Kip said hurriedly, his cheeks turning red. I've learned a lot since then. Like, cheeks turning red. This is just like, he's embarrassed about, like, that time he let, he let a cow loose in the school or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Not that, like, that's insane. That is not how you talk about genocide. Yeah. Like, if any Jedi Knight needed to go become a hermit, it's obviously Kip. Obviously Kip. Yeah. Like, even if we say, like, okay, you know, this is Star Wars, 
you get redemption out of a vending machine, just 25 cents. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. There's no conditions whatsoever. Like, you you do need to now go live in a hole somewhere for the rest of your life. Not because yeah. someone's holding you prisoner there, but, like, that is what you should feel compelled to do. Like, right. yeah. you need to That's go set up in a hut somewhere and never talk to anyone ever again. Like, yeah. Dagobah is available. Um, right, go on. Just tell Luke yeah. he has to take his sexy vacation somewhere else and else? Yeah. <laughs> move right in because you have got some atoning to do on the spiritual level. Like, there's no right. way. There's no yeah. way. Are you no kidding way. me? This is bonkers. It's bananas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although it does make it funny that there's even, like, an argument in the current movies about whether or not Kylo Ren is beyond redemption because this oh, guy yeah. like, is yeah. just like... <laughs> Whistling, <laughs> whistling a happy tune after yeah. work every like, morning. Whatever, yeah. Just like clocking in and himself. out. Like, yeah, like I've got a long full life ahead of me. My youthful yeah. mistakes. Like, who's yeah. counting on that? <laughs> Kylo Ren has not even gone to the preschool of Kip's level of causing suffering right. and evil. <laughs> like, doop to do. Like, what? I said sorry. Yeah, and now he's the main character in the young adult series. Yeah, totally no problem. So, yeah, that was insane. Yeah. Also... I'm very mad about Kip Duran. Yeah. Also, Jason Solo is still the worst. Like, good yeah. to know. Not does not change. He's... They toned down the joke thing. Like, he does a few yes. corny jokes, but he seems to have matured a little bit out little of his bit, yeah. desire to make comedy work for him when comedy right. definitely does not work for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got like a massive crush on, Oh, we didn't even say her name. What, like Anja Galandro or something like that. Yeah. Anja or An. Yeah. Anja. Yeah. He's got a massive crush on Anja Galandro. He was talking about mm-hmm. how like gigantic her eyes are. I was imagining her as like yeah. an anime character. Yeah. <laughs> Like, her giant eyes with tears quivering inside them and stuff. Like, oh, that's anime. Like, they do that in anime. Like, I know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah, no, he's got a a bad for this girl. And, like, to the point that he is immediately like, well, my dad probably did kill her dad. And yelling at Tenelka for not, like, being nice enough to Andrew Calandra and stuff. It's like... Yeah, calm down, Jason. Yeah. Jaina is the only one with the sense to suspect, be suspicious about the sexy psycho who's joined yeah, the group. Yeah, Right. It's maybe not who we want around. No. He's yeah, not. and certainly, like, Tanel Lowy get pushed to the background pretty severely. Yeah. Like, the sort of long-standing sexual tension between Tanel and Jason is really sort of absent yeah. In this. They really were circling each other throughout the diversity oh, alliance yeah, the first, yeah. cycle. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, and they're also, kinda... they're like 16 and unsupervised at all times. So, right. like, they would have had sex, right? Like, right. They would have had sex by this point. She has her own spaceship. Yeah, like, they, she has her own spaceship. They can leave and go yeah. to wherever they want at any time. Yeah, whenever, yeah. Like, yeah. They so maybe it's just like they hooked up and it didn't work out right, and now right, they're just or, like yeah. regular friends again. Yeah. Or maybe they're just like, well, we can't continue to act as though they have sexual chemistry because Right. Of this new Yeah. 
character. So, but it's just yeah. weird that you introduced like Jaina having a crush on Kip and Jason having a crush on Anja Galandro at the same time. Right. It's like Well, yeah, especially because like like we said, Jason and Tanaka have had this long like flirtation, but also Jaina and Zach have had a very long flirtation. Yeah. And so we're, Zach like, introducing new love interests. Yeah. And Zach is not troubled by Jaina's attention to Kip any more than Tanoka is troubled by Jason's no. attention to Angie Galandra. And maybe Tanoka is relieved. And she's like, oh my yeah. gosh. That's how I, I <laughs> go. Yeah, Set I'm, your sights on someone else. Like, I'm please. free. I've been trying. I've been playing dumb for so long. I've been right. trying so hard <laughs> to find a way to preserve this friendship without hooking up with this guy. Like, thank right, God. Finally. Yeah. Thank God this girl came when she did. Right. Yeah. 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 Jason the worst. Jason is still terrible. I mean, Han is a terrible parent. It's crazy how little has changed after taking a break. Like, you would think that some time off, there would be some time to recalibrate. But, like, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Yeah. And I brought this up earlier because we can't help ourselves. But, like... No. We don't even try anymore. (laughs) But what was, like, frustrating to me is that, like, in some ways this is a relief because, like... This book's super short. It's easy to understand what's happening. <laughs> it is. It, it moves, you know? Not the place-to-place place thing, but, like, the story is just popping yeah, along. It, it goes by in a clip. Like, it's it's pretty good. But, but like, what hasn't changed is so frustrating. Yeah. The idea that, like, I feel like these characters are so bland. They are. They're the most bland characters no they are like mayonnaise and canola oil yeah (laughs) just like yeah the most flavorless character like and also it's frustrating too potatoes boiled without salt (laughs) (laughs) just like buttered noodles like (laughs) (laughs) this these these are these characters are like what you eat in your first trimester, just like white bread, just yeah, like, just, yeah beige colored food. <laughs> Ritz crackers. Um, this is just a book of Ritz crackers. Got a little bit of nausea. You're just <laughs> the blandest characters. Because in the first few books, I think we do get a sense of like developing personalities and for sure, like a little bit at least, and and in the sense that like. You're getting that and you're thinking, okay, like a few books down the road, like these characters are really going to come into their own and we're going to get a really clear sense of who they are. And I feel like it's almost like gotten worse. Yeah, there's definitely a slide because I remember vaguely when we read Shards of Alderaan that we were like, what happened to their personalities? Yeah, and that was the first book in the... The Diversity Alliance. Diversity Alliance, yeah. And that like when we... Obvious, yes, it was very sort of like ham-fisted and very plainly stated, but they did have sort of defining character traits in the Shadow Academy arc. Like, Jaina would get upset and tell people their biography, but like that is reflective of her personality and that Jason really like had this connection with animals and right. very intuitive with nature. And Tanaka had a really interesting arc in lightsabers about like finding herself. Mm-hmm. And now they're just sort of... And Loey too had his... Very interchangeable. Like I feel like any line of dialogue that Tanaka said, 
you know, aside from switching it out of her particular cadence, that they could give it to anybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, nothing was distinctly anyone's. Except I guess yeah. Anakin still kind of has his personality, but he was never a central figure. Right. And his personality is, like, weirdo. <laughs> yeah. His personality is that he's, like, very sweet, but way too calm. And yeah. also, like, way too insightful. Yes. Like, very, yeah. Like, too... Like, he... He can see he can see exactly what's going on. He's got your number and he will just like flat out say it. And it's like awkward. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, that kid. Get that angel away from Ord Mantel. And definitely Get away from all of you. Like just the murder planet. Leave him home with Leia, who again, we yeah. do not see. She's just right. no, hoping she's these people never come back. Like, yeah. And I sort of don't blame her. No. But this um, is such a weird version of like Han. It is a very weird version of Han. He's like sort of um like nervous and Yeah, and just very like insecure and yeah. it's like Han as played by Hugh Grant in like yeah. a wrong <laughs> I would sort of like to see that. <laughs> that is, that's what it feels like. It feels yeah. sort of like your Notting Hill era. Yeah, Hugh like Grant. he walked into a room and he's like, Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I just, yeah. I just, I was just I thinking. I just thought yeah. that perhaps we could go to go to a derby together. But I see that you are occupied, and so like yeah. it's very yeah. like Backing out the room. yeah, yeah, like, like, very yeah. pre Bridget Jones, Hugh Grant <laughs> in the Aww. role of Han Solo, and yeah, like Hugh Grant in Sense and Sensibility. Yes, it is Sense and Sensibility. Hugh Grant in the role of Han Solo. Being like, there's been a misunderstanding, but I absolutely will not explain it. Like, yeah. right? I could not yeah, he's, bear yeah. to explain what's going on here. He's very like nervous and insecure. Because um, basically, what he says is, actually, I did not kill this girl's father. That we were on a treasure hunt together because I am also Indiana Jones, and people cannot mm-hmm, forget that. <laughs> and. Uh, he, once we got to the treasure, he just tried to double cross the rest of the team and shoot his way out. And I didn't do anything right, to impede his progress. He just kind of shot me and ran for it. And then someone else had set up a security sensor so that if a shot went off, it would react. Right. And when he is, and when his shot went off. The security censor killed him, so it was just sort of his own greed and treachery that led to his demise. Right. And they're like, oh, well, why didn't you say that? And he's like, but it might make her feel bad inside or mad at someone else yeah, or well, like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really understand this Han. No, it's a bewildering Han. But also it's a Han that like, why are you taking your children to this race that you're the Grand Marshal of? Why did you agree to be the Grand Marshal of this race? Yeah, like Han wouldn't agree to be the Grand Marshal of that race, first of all. First of all, Han would be humiliated to be a Grand Marshal of a race. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? Show yeah. up in a ceremonial role for a race so that, like, no. all the cool racers can look at the has-been, fly by, and then you can wave yeah. the flag for them? He'd rather die. Hell no. Han would never do that. Yeah. Um, but also, like, how can you be so naive as to think that this is a good place to bring your children bring your to? children. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. 
Yeah, except for the Derby, Ord Mantel's no place for tourists, Han went on. People don't come here just to hang around. You can get a lot of things done here if you happen to be willing to bend a few rules, but sightseeing isn't one of them. The planet's mainly for passing through, a place to pick up cargo or get a new assignment. Imperial used this system for fleet tracking maneuvers because the outer planetary orbits are so hazardous. The cometary cloud's pretty thick. That's where the course is for the Blockade Runner's Derby. So, like... I'm taking you to a planet that is just nothing but criminality and danger, which is surrounded by dangerous terrain. Right. To participate in a dangerous race. Race. That is, turns out when we arrive, we find out is run by a guy who hates me. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Happened. So stupid. Like, I want this book rewritten from Han's perspective. <laughs> and I don't think it could be done because it doesn't make sense. Makes sense. And I yeah, think we are, matter. like, reading this book, it's like putting on an old pair of shoes that, like, has a hole in them. Like, they feel good in some ways, but there is just, like, the irritating thing. So many problems. Like, yeah. Like, and, right, nothing has changed. Water has water is still coming into this shoe. Like... Yeah, yeah. Like, you, yeah. you get a third of the way, and you're like, oh, yeah, I stepped in a puddle. Like, here it is. My right. sock is wet, and now this is my day. <laughs> like... Right. This is just what I have to deal with. Yeah, it's just... There's not a whole lot going on but the adults just seem to be like sedated and like han has no idea what's going on so when they get attacked by these crazy at uh, the second round of crazy shadow monsters because there's shadow yeah, monsters there's on ormanta yeah. and then there's shadow monsters on the farmland too which i don't think we right. mentioned but in fairness to us it doesn't really matter <laughs> it doesn't matter a bit <laughs> um but han, the kids are like okay like we'll stay here and fight them with lightsabers you get in the ship and he's like i don't know and they're like no dad it'll be okay get in the ship and he's like i'm just yeah. not sure and they're like go dad go <laughs> like yeah. like why can't han take charge of the situation right you're the adult yeah like be an adult and like it just continues to be a thing the adults in this book cannot adult like yeah. but then the children also cannot adult either don't either right and i don't know if like that was another confusing thing for me was, like, are we supposed to think of them as adults? I think, basically, because Han's like, oh, it's going to take a long time for me to stop thinking of you as kids. And I was like, well, is that because they are children? Children, yeah. Like, at what age? Like, uh, I, I don't know. I wanted it to be more clear, like, whether they graduated or. Yeah. Like, what are they living on Yavin for? Do they have jobs? Like, what? Well, like, Jason says, like, we're Jedi Knights now. Early yeah, on. But, but Luke could have just said, like, you Jedi Knights, go do <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, it doesn't, nothing means anything. Like, you don't have to give a <laughs> license. <did> it. <laughs> no. <laughs> he just, like, made up some stupid ceremony and was, like, oh God. knighted them. There and ser- like, is there a ceremony? Like, I mean, get out of my hair. Like, go do what you want. I can't But they're just, like, alternating with Anakin coming to Yavin 4. Like, what are they doing on Yavin 4? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if they're Jedi Knights now, like, what's the point of their coming there? Well, the answer is to leave, to go on vacation, because that is their life. Oh, yeah. Their life is just one big vacation to places that they shouldn't be going on vacation to. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. But then also, okay, so put aside all the ways it was stupid to go to Ord Mantel, because they are numerous, but, like, put them all aside. Then, 
Then the next move is that a psycho who has made really clear that she holds you personally responsible for her miserable existence says, well, why don't you come with me on a secret trip to a war-torn place that no one's ever heard of? And your answer is, okay? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's insane. It's insane. I also, like, I'm thinking about it now. It seems like, like, these side, they're not side adventures. The adventures of, like, let's get off Yavin 4 and go somewhere. Yeah. Seems like just poor storytelling. Yeah. Like, or or not necessarily poor storytelling, but, like, lazy storytelling, right? That, yeah. like, Yavin 4 is filled with monsters. It is a monster planet. It is a monster planet. We have Jedi Knights running around. Yes. Sleepy Luke. Like. Sleepy Luke. There's people living in the woods. Like, why? There's still coral off in the woods yeah, somewhere. Yeah, coral's out, out, out there. Like, why can't we actually have, like, a Harry Potter, I guess we're just going to keep going back to Harry Potter. Get to Jedi Knights, we go straight back to Harry Potter. Straight back to Harry Potter. But, like, why can't it be, like, we're at school. Yeah. And our school is insane, right? Our school is, like, out of the ordinary and not, like, a normal school that you'd see on Earth. Like, a completely different setup. Why aren't we focused on that? Because we spent literally a book the first one. Yeah. And that's it. And even that first one, it wasn't like quote unquote like typical time at the Jedi Academy because Luke wasn't there. It was the first there, time Tion right. had ever taken over. Right. So we didn't even get a sense of like like I we are a thousand books into this and I have no idea like what it is they do at the Academy. Yeah, like what is a day at the Academy? I, mean, I don't like, know that from the series that is called Jedi Academy. No, I have no idea. You know who told us what a day at the Academy is like? It's Corrin Horn. Yeah. <laughs> right. I Jedi. Jedi. But that was mostly Corrin Horn setting his own agenda for how to be the coolest, yeah. sexiest, well, most important Jedi Knight that ever lived. Yeah. It mostly involved jogging. Like Corrin and, Horn. and as much as he was a little bit an egotistical maniac, like he was on our side. Yeah. Like, we, we're, we're on the same page with like this Jedi Academy. <laughs> Is BS. No, this <laughs> academy is BS, and I have to develop my own syllabus. I, I feel like he's like, you can cut this out if you want, but I feel like he's like one of those like really cool guys. Like, yeah. Who's like in classes with you, and he's like super cute, but he's like, like a little too cool. Yeah. For like, uh, <laughs> to be talking to. But then we find that we have like, we're on the same page yeah. or something, and we like have it in. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, We've got this. We can, like, connect with him and, like, have inside jokes about, like, how dumb this class is or exactly. <laughs> whatever. That's Cornhorn. Yeah. Even though he's fictional and we're, we're real. Yeah. He's still cooler than that. He is, well, he is deeply, he's deeply cool. That's his whole thing. Right. And that's his thing and his problem. But Cornhorn's also, like, a big old tryhard. Like. Oh, yeah. For sure. He's a major but, tryhard. But anyway, Cornhorn and us all on the same page about, like. What's up with this academy? The Academy is real stupid. But like, um, but yeah, no, there's no, there's no feeling of, there's no feeling of routine, right? Like anything could right. be happening. It's just a regular day at the Academy. There is no regular day at the Academy. Like Zex off fighting Little Shop of Horrors and we're building right. an indoor bonfire. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Why yeah, are we exactly. bringing this sexy murder psycho back? 
Also, why is no one able to tell? Why can't Han see that she's addicted to spice? Like he's been around yeah. this so right, much. Knows. Why is it that he can? He's like, oh, this girl like sneaks off when shit's about to get real, and then comes back like super keyed up and aggressive, yeah. and like not getting tired. Like I feel like once you've hung around a bunch of people who are on PCP, that you know PCP when you see when it. You see it, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of like. A lot of stretches in terms of like characterization and what like what these people are believing or do it like it's just weird because like I've we've read so much other Kevin J. Anderson and the characters may not be like exactly how I imagine them when I would think of how they might respond to a situation. But they right. are like characters. They have yes. reactions to things right. and personalities and personalities, they make choices yeah. and everybody is just like the volume is turned all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone seems just super subdued considering like how drastic the situation. Han is basically asleep. Yeah. As, as Luke is. <laughs> Luke. Kevin J. Anderson does make the sleepiest Lukes. Yeah. Um, the sleepiest little tired he's Luke. so tired. <laughs> He's been through nothing, and he's nothing. so yeah. tired. He's been through nothing. He craps all over his <laughs> uncle, and then he goes to sleep. I was losing my mind <laughs> at the Uncle Owen slanders that were occurring. Like in the 90s, people were just like... People were really going after Uncle, uncle Owen. Owen, and it's just like, Uncle Owen is a saint. Yeah. But, like... He was a murderer. <laughs> also, okay. So, Uncle Owen. I was the foster son of my Uncle Owen, a poor moisture farmer who had little happiness in a life filled only with hard work. Like, how, what makes you think that? Like, yeah. first of all, how dare you? And second yeah. of all, like, why would you even think that? Like, there's no way yeah. Uncle Owen told you these things about himself. Like, no. you are just making the guesses of, like, a crappy, resentful 19-year-old. But the fact right. that he that's... never developed, like, the introspection to look back on that and to see Uncle Owen's right, life from, like, an outside lens is yeah. maddening. Or even from just, like, an adult lens. Like... Yeah. So he says, um, Uncle Owen knew who I was, the son of Anakin Skywalker, whom most of you remember as Darth Vader. Yeah, that is the name he's most... It's where he did his biggest work, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My, <laughs> it's, like say, it's like being this, the, the son of Madonna and using her yeah. real name. So he's like, no, like you can just say Madonna. Madonna, like we know who Madonna <laughs> <laughs> um, My uncle knew I had the potential to be a great Jedi, but he wanted to protect me. Okay, two statements there. Yeah. What makes you think your you your uncle knew you who had the potential to be a great Jedi? Be Jedi. Like, yeah. did you find his diary? Like, yeah. I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing a diary. I'm so skeptical that Owen thought Luke had the potential to be a great Jedi. Yeah, no, I, Luke, Uncle Owen barely knew what Jedi were. Like, no, Uncle Owen, like, just thought that Luke needed to get it together enough to remember his chores. Like, he didn't think right. Luke had the potential to survive unsupervised. Yeah. Which, let's be fair, he didn't. 
right? right. Like he had to go straight from guardian to guardian. Yeah, he was alone pass for them on. He was alone for ten minutes on Hoth and was right, and almost he got hurt. completely <laughs> dead. Like yeah. someone had to come and get him. Yeah, a ghost and a living person had to come and get him. Luke is basically never unsupervised in the yeah. books in the original movies. Um he tried to keep me from my dreams because of the risks I might encounter along the way. Again, no. He tried to keep right. me from your dreams because, A, they were stupid. stupid. He wanted to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> and, B, the man had a moisture farm to run. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Your dreams don't come first. My uncle was a sad man. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so mean. My uncle was a yeah. Man. He knew what Darth Vader had done, and because he was afraid for me, he spent his life protecting me on that desert planet. His heart was in the right place, but if he had succeeded, think of the outcome. I would still be a moisture farmer on Tatooine. The Empire might still be in power, and there would be no Jedi Knights, which is like the most insane message ever. Like, yeah. thank you should all thank God. That the Empire murdered the man who raised me. Because where would you be? you wouldn't be here. Where would you be if that miserable SOB (laughs) had not (laughs) survived? Had been around to make me do my chores. So it's like, like, I would have had to kill him myself. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, this is why your parents never protect you from anything. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love you and want you to fulfill your potential and like live right. your dreams. And if you die, well, then I guess that was your destiny. Like, right. But, that was what it was meant to be. But I was like flipping out. Like it's the most insane message about parenting ever. Like don't try to protect your children from danger because maybe right. they're supposed to save the galaxy. Like Let's see, yeah. Let's... what on earth... Like, what perspective? Well, also, like, Luke shouldn't be telling anyone anything about anything. Like, <laughs> like all he should have done has been, like, here's the wood for the bonfire. <laughs> I'm going to go curl up on this mat and take a nap. Tion. Take it away. Take it take it over. Take it away, Tion. Bring us, like, a Nomi Sunrider tale or, like. Yeah. He's like, there's stuff for s'mores in the basket over there. <laughs> Just wake me up if the fire gets out of hand. Yeah. And even then, like, what the heck? Yeah. No, no but also it's like, and this has happened in other books too, but, like, what is that story? I mean, the the message is insane. Yeah. But what does it have to do with the rest of the book? Yeah. Um... Nothing like does it? Ha- yeah, it doesn't. It's not like a foreshadowing or has some insight into like characterization or has to, you know, maybe it ha- would have something to do with whatever her name is on Anja, 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 Anja Galandra, right? And like her relationship with her father or Jaina and her relationship with her father. No, it's nothing to do with anything. No, it's like. But so okay, he he t- he tells the story. And then he says, it's "Not a story, just him being like my uncle, was yeah, an asshole." <laughs> he like and everyone being like, "Uh." <laughs> he, he says these words like for no reason, yeah. and then he says, um, "Challenges and diversity make us strong. Too much protection can prevent us from learning, from reaching our potential." We can- I mean, that should be plastered on the wall. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <Just> like. <again. laughs> 
<laughs> the gate, the gate that you walk through the the college where I work, it they have a, like know thyself and like Greek letters yeah. over the yeah, gate yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. At the Jedi Academy, it's like we will not protect you. Protect? We're not going to protect you. <laughs> You're on your own, kids. Good luck. <laughs> like, no one will protect you. That's what it says on the gate of the Jedi Academy. No one will protect you. Um, and so, uh, we can learn from others, but we must also learn from our own experiences and our own mistakes. He smiled. Just try not to make too many of them before you learn. And then Kip like Duran. <laughs> blowing up a planet full of people. <laughs> Kip Duran pops out wearing a sleek jumpsuit and a cape looking Ugh. great. <laughs> that does not look great. No, it doesn't look great at all. A sleek jumpsuit and a cape? This looks stupid is what this, this looks, looks like. Stupid. I mean, a jumpsuit... <laughs> jumpsuits and capes are not a combo not a combo like if you are gonna wear a cape you need a shirt and pants like yeah or a dress like certainly a cape and a dress can work uh, uh yeah cape and a dress i mean cape i think when you say the word cape you there's gonna have to be like a lot of caveats and a lot of like you know like when i <laughs> when i <laughs> this is a Okay. <laughs> I'll do cut this out. Um, I might not though. So. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time a few years ago when I was like, I want to find a jumpsuit that looks good on me. It's a and challenge. I, and it is a challenge. And you have to try on so many jumpsuits in so many different <laughs> locations. Of course. Different styles. Because you don't know what they look like until they're on. So you just gotta like, it took me a really long time. I finally found a jumpsuit that I look good in, and I was a person who didn't think I could pull off a jumpsuit. I feel like the same is with a cape. Yeah. Like, you can't just throw a cape on. A cape's not gonna be easy. A cape is not gonna be an easy find. You gotta find the right fit, the right length. What do you wear it with? I definitely feel like Kip just threw this cape on. Oh, he threw the cape on. He was like, jumpsuit cape, got it. I feel like this is gonna be, and I'm thinking like a Lando style cape because it's like Star Wars. Like, he is just wearing a yeah. black jumpsuit. And I'm imagining it's very tight. Yeah, like a black fitted jumpsuit and a cape. And a cape. As if that's a choice that people make. And there's no description yeah. of the cape. Um, but yeah. I just feel like a cape. Like, Lando can pull off a cape because he's Lando and he's doing a lot of business deals or whatever. But, like, if you're a Jedi... The cape's gonna get caught and stuff. No, like you need a. You can do rope. You can go rope if you're a Jedi. Yeah, rope, yeah. But even that, I feel like in this monster planet, like maybe we shouldn't have any loose fitting material. <laughs> so, like, are you a pirate Jedi? Like, what is. What are you doing with a cape? Like, yeah. Lando is a swashbuckler, even though, yeah. like, not literally, but, like, that's his vibe. That should not yeah. be a Jedi's vibe. But this is, again, we're just trying to establish how incredibly cool Kip is. Yeah. Master Skywalker is right, and some of us certainly made huge <laughs> blunders before we managed to come back to the right course. Blunders. Blunders. This is a genocidal maniac. He, he destroyed nuts. solar systems. He beat the man who just introduced him into a coma. Yeah. And they're just like, we love you. You're great. This so is, much fun. This is Kip Duran, one of my first students here at the Jedi Academy many years ago. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, Kip nodded at the audience with a grim smile. Firelight splashed across his face. This is Are You Afraid of the Dark, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
I came here to learn, but I was impatient. I listened too closely to the spirit of an old dark lord of the Sith, Exar Kun, and I'm sorry to say, I caused quite a bit of trouble for the new Jedi Knights. I caused mm. trouble. Quite a bit, some trouble. So did I, another voice said as a second man emerged from the temple. No, you didn't, Streen. Yeah, no, also, no, you didn't. Kip was like, Streen, it's going to be so cool. Yeah. It's like, I come in and I like tell my little story and then you come in after and Streen's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I want to go sit by myself and live my life. Yeah. And Kip's like, no, but it's going to be so cool. It's, it's going to look really, really cool great. with come the firelight. On. Stream, come on. And Stream's just a sweetie. So he's like, I guess fine. Yeah. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but it's just, I can't cope with how incredibly blase yeah, everybody is about this like Kip Duran situation. It's, <laughs> I can't even like I, it's it's mind boggling how blase everybody is about Kip Duran. But I think actually the re, like Kip Duran and Andrew Galandro being introduced does kind of go hand in hand because it is uh, a reminder of this unique solo Skywalker trait to assume that people who hate you love you. Love like, you, yeah. yeah, because of course. Like, they did that with Mara Jade through the Thrawn books, where Mara Jade was just yeah. nonstop being like, I want to murder, murder your brother. You. Like, I'm going to kill like, you. Oh, but you're great. <laughs> I will kill you where you stand. And they're like, our new best friend Mara Jade's coming. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> She's and, and it was the same thing with the twins and Quarrel. And it's the yeah. same thing with uh, Luke and Kip, and then later even Han and Kip when Kip falls to the dark side. And now it's the same thing with like the twin, like Jason and Angie Galandro, where it's like this woman has murder like written in her eyes. Like it's clear <laughs> that she means you harm. And I cannot fathom why you were having trouble seeing that. Like, right. it's insane. Yeah. I mean, they're all a bunch of dumb dumbs. They are. They're morons. They are, they are morons. But that's the thing, like, why are they morons? But that's the thing, too, is, like, they all have these, like, really specific personality traits, which are really just, like, hobbies that yeah, like, manifest themselves as traits. But, like, nobody's smart. And the one who is smart, which is Anakin, yeah. is, like, a weirdo. Is incredibly weird. Like, like, like yeah, but being smart is not does not seem to be or being not even just being like smart but being like like just a normal no, thinking just like a person being. who could care for themselves a person yeah, is who like could read a recipe write a grocery list buy food and prepare dinner prepare like a meal yeah that person it's, is not here it's not here and it's not valued no like, like hot-headed action is valued and like strength right cuz we have a lot of like warrior like, why and would like, you want to be smart? Right. And, like, you know, smart is for like losers and stuff. But, like, in terms of just being, like, a clear-headed thinking. Yeah, because I feel like. <laughs> doesn't. Yeah, I feel like that could be Lowy, but they basically sideline Lowy. Oh, yeah, Lowy. I mean, Tunnel Cog is pretty sidelined, but Lowy is, like, barely in this at all. Yeah, he's completely out. And it's just sort of a shame because there was so much. There was so much going on before. Yeah. There's a really sad part where I forget what they're doing, but Jaina and Loie are working on something and like um, MTD like says something as Loie like translating for him. Yeah. And Jaina thanks MTD. (laughs) 
and then like catches herself and is like, I mean, Loey. Like, yeah. Like, There's oh. also a really sad part. It's been when, our friend for a long time. Like, yeah. And like before they were, I thought like learning to speak Wookiee and now it's like they don't know how to speak Wookiee anymore. Like they don't understand him anymore. Yeah. Um, which is weird. But they, uh, but yeah, they like, what was he going to say about Loi? Oh yeah, there's also a part when Han first gets there and he left Chewbacca on Kashyyyk, but like Loi doesn't know that. And he like runs up to the Falcon and like bellows out a big like Wookiee greeting roar. And then like Chewie's not there. Yeah. It's like really sad. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I understand like having Loey as a character, especially early on in the books, but if you're not going to do anything with him. Yeah. Like why? Like, the other thing too is like, oh, I'm spiraling. But like, <laughs> uh, like adding, we're adding on, right? We're, we're not, which I think is a problem of these books in, of the expanded universe in general, which is that like, we're just like throwing new stuff in when the stuff that we already have is in of itself pretty interesting and like could make an interesting story. Yeah. Right. So like we have the young Jedi Knights, but now we're throwing in like Zek is now like a major part of everything. All right. And you know, this new girl and Kip. So instead of like focusing on the characters that we already have, who we haven't seen presumably in a few years, right. If we're reading the series as it comes out. Yeah. We're just, like, throwing new stuff in that's not even that new, right? Because, like, Anja is, like, a reworking of a thousand other characters that we've seen. Yeah, no, she's not especially original. But it's also just, like, okay, and again, back to Harry Potter. But, like, what have these kids, like, ever thought about their future, right? Like, have they had... Right career day at the Jedi Academy? Like Certainly not. <laughs> I mean, we know the answer is no. But, like, there yeah. are different things that you could presumably do after being trained in the Force. Like, do you go do them? Yeah. Or is this, like... I th- I'm feeling like this is more like an X-Men model where you go to the school and then when you grow up, you get to, like, be on the team. Right, be an X-Men, yeah. But, like, Xavier yeah. does so much more work. Like... I mean, Xavier works his ass off. <laughs> like, like, that school is accredited. Like, yes, that school is accredited, and also like they're learning. Those kids can go to college, right? Like, yeah, those they kids... have. It's not. They're not just like learning how to control their powers. They're like in math class and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, they have like shot class, and Xavier was not going to let them no, leave like, school without an education. No, when <laughs> they leave, like they have all like read Shakespeare. They can yes. bake a cake, and they can like fix. They change a tire in a car, right? Like. They know at least algebra two and stats, even if they didn't want to like go the hard math way, like they've all taken a logic class. Like they are, they have it together and sure. Some of them stay and become X-Men, but some of them just lead like rich, fulfilling lives, having a strong educational foundation that has been laid beneath them that they can build on as they choose. Yeah. Right. I think, right. I think, I think, more so even than Hogwarts, that, like, the Jedi Academy needed to follow the X-Wing model. Yes, I think the X-Men model is the best model 
for the Jedi Academy. But like the Jedi Academy still doesn't really seem set up to take care of children, even though children are now like the target audience. Right. Right. And it's also like, if they are Jedi Knights now, like what are they still doing there? Yeah. Like why are they hanging out here? And like maybe there's a reasonable explanation for that, but But we're not given one. Tell us what it is for God's sake. Oh, oh, this is off topic, but I feel like we've kind of exhausted this book. So, yeah, um, I was looking at I was looking at our Twitter account today. Uh huh. And there's like several ongoing conversations on the sort of Star Wars fan Twitter. uh, I don't know, activity about what Harry Potter house various Star Wars characters would be in. So mm-hmm. I felt like we should tackle this question. Because I actually did weigh in a little bit, but I thought that I should, like, we should follow up a little bit with some of these. Yeah. So, first one, uh, Han. Where do you put him? And we're going movies now. It's like, choo-choo-choo away from the EU. Okay. Slytherin? See, I think that Han is a Hufflepuff who fronts as a Slytherin. I think okay. that, like, he wishes he was a Slytherin, but a he's Slytherin? actually, like... Yeah. He's actually, like, kind of a goober. Like, I feel like... Okay. But the sorting hat does take into account... Where you want to be. Where you right? want to be. So maybe he's just, like, the the, the try-hardiest Slytherin. That could yeah. be. I mean, I guess I could see Han... So- I guess it depends. Like, I could definitely see, like, Han Solo trilogy Han as a Slytherin. But I feel like Empire Strikes Back Han is, like, a Hufflepuff who's barely getting by. Like, yeah. the fact that he, like, they go to Lando, and Leia's like, can we trust this guy? And he's like, no, but he is my friend. And then he yeah. just, like, immediately <laughs> trusts him completely. Right, yeah, And it's true. very sad when it doesn't work out. But he definitely want, he definitely sees himself or wants other people to see him as a Slytherin. A Slytherin. Like, there's yeah. a relationship to Slytherin there. Mm-hmm. Although I think he's got a big Hufflepuff heart that's beating. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else did we, who else was in a big debate about? Ray? Gryffindor. Yeah, straight up Gryffindor, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even understand. There, at least one person was feeling very passionately about Ray being a Slytherin, but I don't even, like, I can't even no, see it. No, I don't understand what that, yeah. Like, she doesn't have any ambitions. No. Like, the fact that she gets offered the job to work on the Millennium Falcon with Han Solo, like her literal dream job, and she's like, no, I have to go back to Jakku to wait for people who I know in my heart are not coming. Yeah, like, that's the Gryffindor. <laughs> that's the Gryffindor move. Like, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Finn? Um, Hufflepuff or Gryffindor? I would go, I would go Hufflepuff. I would go yeah. Hufflepuff on Finn. I mean, the loyalty thing makes me think. It's He's, like, definitely loyalty number one. Like, the uh, yeah. the courage comes, but right. it's never his go-to. Like, he's yes. never reflexively courageous. Uh, Poe? Hmm. I think... I mean, I could go Hufflepuff, because he does love Leia and Finn. And he, God knows, he makes friends quickly. Like, Poe... Yeah. Makes friends quickly. I could also go Slytherin, given that whole coup thing in The Last Jedi. That's true. That's pretty sneaky. Yeah. It's hard to but say. But I think, I think he's more Hufflepuff than... I think so. And you also have to, like, imagine what these people were like when they were 11. Because we sort too soon. Like, it's ridiculous. Right, yeah. For sure. Like, you should just be 
a general student until you're like 15. You should get sorted yeah. for like the last two years. Right. Um, yeah. All right. I think those were like the main ones. I mean, we could do everybody, but like, yeah. I mean, like, like Luke, where would Luke even try to go? Like, that's a, that's know. a good question. The sorting hat would have a problem with Luke. Is Luke the sorting hat's just going to sit on his dumb head. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I don't know. Where do you want to go? What do you <laughs> want to do? It's weird. Luke, the masterful Jedi, it feels kind of like a squib to me in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anything else we want to say about this book? I think I said... We're back in our we're back in our old leaky our old leaky shoes. Yeah, we're back in our leaky shoes. The next ugh, I I can never remember what order these books. Are. Okay, next is Trouble on Cloud City, which is oh god, a hun- only a hundred and eighty pages long. Thank goodness, <laughs> guys. I know we talk a lot about length, but like it makes a difference. It makes a huge. I read this in like two and a half hours. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> this book flew, and the next one is twenty pages shorter. Yeah. Um. So I have the description. Okay, it says, read it. Lando Calrissian offers the twins a rare opportunity, a vacation on Cloud City. These people it's not never a rare opportunity. Vacation. It's not a rare opportunity. <laughs> they jump at the chance, as long as their mysterious new friend, Angela Galandro, can come along. Oh, and- my God. <laughs> <laughs> Angela is happy to be included. But little do the twins know that they're actually helping Angela hatch her sinister plan, a plan that goes far deeper than simple revenge. Hmm. I gotta say, she's like ten years older than them. I don't really That's think she should weird. be their mysterious friend. Like, I understand, like, you had this experience, and now you're bringing her with you to the Jedi Academy. But I don't really think you guys should hang out that much once you get her set up at the Jedi Academy. Like, yeah, like she should be studying or whatever you do at the Jedi. <laughs> no, like your experience together is that she accused your father of murder. She right. got you to go to a Civil War planet. While you were there, she betrayed you so that you got taken capture, t- taken captive. Then she snuck off to plant some landmines in the yard of the people you were just helping. And then when that didn't work out, she sort of reluctantly didn't stop them from discussing making peace and then went with yeah. you because she had literally nowhere else to go. Like, why would you take this girl anywhere? Yeah. Hmm. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. Also, it seems insane to me that you'd want to go everywhere with anywhere with her and not with like your other friends other friends yeah you have with all friends. the time if tim okawa is not invited to cloud city i'm just gonna i'd be pissed also it looks like jana got a haircut based on yeah. the cover of trouble in cloud city she's still looking very like care there's a lot of carrie fisher in the face of uh yeah in this one, too, I feel like they... Yeah, they did a lot of Carrie Fisher in her face. And I think young Harrison Ford's hair is really a part of Jason's hair look. We're still, description-wise, hitting yeah. hair eyes. Hair eyes, yeah. Are the major features. Back in our leaky shoes, but we're going to finish it off. There's only two more. Oh, yeah. Easy you peasy. Know. And these are easy, yeah, easy pickings. Like, we got... I mean, like... Like, these books are frustrating, and I think what's frustrating about them is that there's enough interesting ideas in there that they feel like they have a lot of potential, and then they, like, never really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, Although I'm a little discouraged, because usually the beginning of the arc is the most interesting part. Right. And now we're at the beginning of the arc, and it's not 
there's yeah, not, there's a, not lot. a whole lot of potential. I mean, it's certainly like we have our big boss, which is the uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, because, I mean, the whole point with Angie Galandro is just for them to find out what she's doing, for her to regret what she's doing, right, for them to yeah. smack the caffeine pills out of her hand and sort of, like, hold her while she cries. And, you know, what I don't remember what happens to right. her. but No, I have no idea. Yeah, even going into this, like, I, I the covers of these books were very familiar. Um, but her as a character, I could not. No, like, once I was reading it, I... It felt very familiar. The only thing, like, I specifically remembered was Zek fighting the tree and yeah. Yeah, uh, this one I didn't Kip remember. showing up at the Academy. Um, but I definitely read these. Oh, yeah. There was, like, talk of Black Sun. Oh, yeah, that he, yeah, that there's some connection. Like, that this is... Because he had, like, a tattoo of... Or one of the attackers did. Like, I yeah. think that... This guy. I think he, take, uh, whose he took name, over Black He's, like, Sun? trying to take over Black Sun. Yeah. Yeah, so we get a, a little reminder of Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. So. Good old times. Uh, I mean, Shadows of the Empire was really good. Yeah. No, I yeah, would, was, But I would say, like, if, yeah, like, don't start here, but these this did help me remember, like, yeah, sure, like, if you've got like, a tween in your life who loves Star Wars, like, toss them some Young Jedi Knights novels. Like, I remember yeah, why I liked the these. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating yeah. that nothing, nothing evolves, nothing steps up. But that's, yeah, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll, it'll, shocking surprise. <laughs> I would love it. I, I would love it. Have, but, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com, for show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore Alderon, or on Instagram, adolescenceafteralderon. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at adolescenceafteralderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much.